Hi everybody and welcome to Hello Maria. It's me Maria, your host, and I'm so happy you're here listening to our newest episode. Hello Maria is a podcast created to talk about everything that life throws at you. Because remember, every friendship starts with a hello. Disclaimer, episode 2 may contain information regarding mental health. I am no mental health or medical professional. Everything mentioned here and talked about here is based on my own experience and journey with mental health. You're back at it again. So we are in a moment which stress overcomes everything. Let's say you're at work. Let's say you're having health issues, family issues, relationship issues. And then you feel that something is feeling that has more power than yourself. That you're incapable of controlling yourself. You're incapable of feeling that you are in control. Unfortunately, this happens to many, many people all around the world. And it's called anxiety. Crazy to believe that it's something most people do not know that happens to them. And they think that's just emotions. That's just, oh, I feel emotional. Oh, I'm just overwhelmed, overwork. I'm just too tired. And that's how our body just relates to feeling anxiety. Myself, I, when I have like heavy anxiety, I would start crying because I feel so much burden, so much weight. And I, 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 I just feel that I just can't move myself. I just cannot bring myself to stop crying. And it can last minutes to hours in which I just feel like if I don't cry it out, it's still, I'm still going to feel that, like that big, um, like punch in my chest. Anxiety is something that I've came upon in realizing that it existed when I was in my teenage years, but I didn't know a name for it. I just thought it was something that made me cry. And I just felt maybe I'm really emotional. Maybe I'm just full of hormones. Maybe I'm just a girl. Because, <laughs> you know, when you're a kid, like people just tell you, like, it's okay for women to cry. It's okay for girls to cry because it's normal. Sometimes it's not that normal. And sometimes it has to be addressed. Maybe the fact that I had a rough childhood and growing up without one of my parents, it was hard on me. I never realized how hard it was. And 
going through different social groups and going through like school in which I got bullied a lot. Created this auto shell in which I was just like really, really strong in front of people, but really, really weak when I was alone. And it starts, it starts with building, it starts building up, starts showing off the more you leave it unattended. I would say that there were times in which I felt that I didn't know what was in the mission in this world, why I was doing here, or if I wanted to stay in this world. Because every small thing became just greater and bigger. Every small thing was a huge monster. Let's say I got a B instead of an A in an exam, and it felt like a huge mountain, and I just started feeling that I was not be I was not going to be able to get into college. I was not going to be able to, um, I don't know, be a great professional one day because I didn't get the grade that I wanted. It took me years. It took me a hell amount of years to realize that I had a problem, that I was not treating that problem that I had. And it took me oof, um, probably when I was 21 to start treating it, to start realizing, okay, maybe this is not normal. Maybe girls are not always supposed to be crying. They're not always supposed to feel down or feel like they have this huge pain in their chest that they're not able to just take out. I started going to therapy when I was 21 and I started discovering things about myself. I started discovering that I had anxiety and I was letting this huge anxiety monster control my life, control if I ate, control if I sleep, control if I did well in my relationships with other people in my life with my family and also with myself i was avoiding a lot of like self-love and self-preservation just because i gave anxiety the power to do so i never thought that therapy was going to help that much because in my culture and in my upbringing, mental health is a taboo. Like, nobody wants to talk about it. No one, nobody wants to address it. Nobody wants to even see that it's an actual thing. And talking to my mom when I was growing up, it was weird because she said, like, oh, you're just being weak. And... I saw having mental issues as being weak. 
So I try to hide it. I try to mask it for the longest because I was like, well, it's 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 me being weak, so I have to grow myself stronger for some way. So it's weird to talk about like, hey, I'm going to therapy and it's okay because it was just seen like, oh, you're a crazy person. That's why you're going to therapy. And I guess that the fact that I didn't treat it for the longest created me more pathologies that I wasn't able to control. I'm not saying like every type of anxiety can cause this, but after like being treated for my mental health and my mental issues for almost 10 years, I would say that leaving my anxiety untreated since I was younger um, created an aftermath of issues in which my own mind started to, let's say, fighting for its preservation, fighting to stay a whole. And the fact that it did that is because it wanted to try to like eliminate that huge monster that was in my mind. It wanted to just vanquish it, but it was way too big. So it starts doing like small things. So in my case, my mind started dissociating. This is when you forget things, you start. It's not like, oh, I have memory loss, but it starts like removing moments in your timeline of your day that you had a stressful moment that caused you anxiety. Let's say I was driving and I actually almost got into an accident um, because someone just swerved into my lane. My mind, because it caused me so much stress and the fact that, oh my God, you're facing this dangerous situation. My mind would just delete that that happened and just make me off with my day. That's my mind coping. But when I realized that I couldn't remember what I did through my day, it was like wearisome because to a point I thought that maybe I was losing my capability to remember. To remember small details, to remember little fights with my boyfriend, to remember huge altercates with friends, with family. I was unable to remember those things. I would not say that it was forgotten for the whole time being, but it was just like flashes, like flashes, like memory flashes, things that happened, but I didn't know the order of the things that happened. And that was my mind trying to shield itself from this monster. I did 
several types of therapy. Um, and I remember that before I did my first move, when I move out from my country to go study abroad, I try to start creating coping mechanisms because I realized that people were realizing that I was not the common girl, that I was a little bit flawed, that I had outbursts, I, that I cried sometimes for it's really not that important things. So I dealt with the fact that maybe I needed to just create myself a method or a, like a small box of tools which I could use to not make people know that I was suffering of high stress and anxiety. So what I did is that I used to work out. So I did a lot of working out. I did a lot of like um, dancing. A lot of like, instead of like walking places, I rode my bike because it gave me a sense of freedom that I could think about everything. And I don't know, like every time I was riding my bike places, I just felt that was in the movie and nothing else mattered. And that was going to be just fine. It's, it's crazy, but like that's, that's the sense that I, it just helped me cope with like probably a stressful work day, day at work or a, stress, a stressful day at home with my roommates and stuff like that. Also, another thing that helped me was doing things for, our, for others. It's funny, but I am that type of person that gets joy and happiness when other people are happy. So I always try to do small things for people. Let's say I cook a meal or I got groceries or bought something for someone that um, needed that. And their happiness made me happy and made me forget that I was probably really anxious. Also a thing that's not too good, but is actually really helpful. And I will advise this like in, in let's say in portions, because if it's too much of that, like it's not good. So it has to be portioned. Um, I would say shopping or buying stuff that will make you feel happy. I remember that when I started having all these anxiety attacks, the first time I, the, the first thing I thought of doing was going to the mall, buying me something that made me feel so beautiful, or probably getting my nails done or my hair done. And after all that pampering or all that shopping for things I love looking in on myself or I love having, I just felt a sense of like, I'm whole, I'm okay, 
and it's gonna be fine. That's one. That's why I'm saying like too much of that. Like it's actually not good because you can actually end up having financial problems if we just use this tool for everything. So I would say like portion, and I I, I, I never got to the extreme of like, oh, I'm just gonna shop my life away and to make myself happy. I always try to do it like, okay, for a certain amount of time and I designated an amount of money for it. Um, and that was it. Cause I know like if I buy just one thing that made me happy or I did one thing that made me happy, everything was gonna be okay. Another thing I want to talk about is the support that family, friends, partners give you when you are suffering of this type of anxiety um, and of any type of mental illness. Having that support is so great. So, so great. I remember that when I had my first serious relationship and it ended, I couldn't get off bed. I remember my two great friends from school just rode from the city to where I was living, that's really outside the city, and came to visit and just sat next to me and talk and talk all night. And I felt that love, I felt that support, because I saw them, that they did all that for me to just make sure that I was okay. The other thing that knowing that there's family that will support you going to therapy, that there's family that will ensure that you're doing well and will advise you to seek help, that's a great support. A partner that will tell you, that will cry with you, that will hold you, because you don't imagine how far does a hug goes when you're having anxiety. Like, it's amazing. It's, it's really powerful. Just hugging a person or having a hug is really, really like overpowering hug when you're having anxiety. It's just the best. just makes you feel that your love, that you care for, that it's all going to be okay, that you're going to be okay, that we are going to be okay. So my advice to people who have family members or friends or partners who suffer of anxiety, I'll say that always try to hug your loved ones when you see them, that they're going through a rough path, a, a rough moment in their day or in their lives, because you know how far it can go. Just that, that, that closeness goes really far. 
I am really grateful that I had that. And today I will say like, I don't have as much anxiety that I had when I was early in my 20s. Because I had that support system. I had that family. I had those friends. I had huge amount of love. Everybody is so fast-paced in their life. They're not realizing how having a fast-paced life and having all those um, problems that comes from living in this world, like paying rent, like going through traffic, affects them and creates them like mini anxiety attacks every time. So I will never, never tell you that's not good to go to therapy. Even though you think you don't need it, it's good. Because no one is going to hear you better than someone that doesn't know you. They cannot judge you. They cannot tell you what to do. They're just going to advise you what's the best course of action. So if you're having or feeling that you are unable to control your feelings or unable to have that power to, like me, stop crying or stop feeling like your chest is hurt so you can't breathe, seek help. Seek help from a professional. And also talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to your loved ones. And tell them what's going on. Because even though you think they won't understand, in some way they would. And in some way they will help. So that's what I can give to you today. And in conclusion, I would say that even though anxiety is a huge monster, it's we are able to control it. We are able to keep it in check. If we just try to do things that makes us feel that we are okay. Thank you for listening to our latest episode. If you want to know more about my journey in this world, please follow me on social media. I'm always happy to make new friends, so don't hesitate to say hello. Because remember, every friendship starts with a hello.